Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to today's episode where we are going to help you really learn how to successfully publish your book. It's one thing to write it. It's a completely whole other thing to publish it and to publish it successfully. And I can't tell you how many authors I've spoken with who have had completed, edited manuscripts sitting in their computer gathering cyber dust because the whole world of publishing is just an overwhelming maze of confusion. So instead of choosing a path, they do nothing because it's just too overwhelming to figure out. So I am super excited to have with me today, Terry Whalen. And Terry is the acquisitions editor at Morgan James Publishing. It's actually the third publishing company that he has been a book acquisitions editor for. He himself has written more than 60 books, sold over 100,000 copies, has a master's in linguistics, and has worked with countless number of authors through this publishing journey. So, you know, I try to bring you the best possible guests I can that are really experts in their area. And we're so lucky to have Terry Whalen with us today to help you successfully publish your book. So welcome, Terry. I am so excited that you're here. Christine, I'm very honored to have this chance to uh, be with you on this podcast and just have this opportunity. I appreciate it very much. Well, I, I feel like the topic is so necessary, right? I mean, I've been in the publishing world since 2004. I think you may be in it even longer than I have been, but we've seen a lot in our time in this industry, you know, some great, amazing successes and joys. And we've also both seen a lot of broken hearts, unmet expectations, and people who just don't have a great experience in the whole publishing process. So it just feels like a really important topic today. So I'm grateful that you're here, Terry, and grateful that all of our listeners are here. So I'd actually like to begin, before we dig into everything around publishing, I'd really like to dig into your journey. I mean, more than 60 books, 100,000 copies sold. Would you share just a little bit of background about how you actually like got into this whole author world? Like, Did you know when you were in first grade that you wanted to be an author? Like, What was the journey for you personally? Yeah, I was a part of my high school newspaper. My English teacher in high school saw something in my writing and encouraged me to uh, be on the high school paper, uh, put me on the sports desk. I'm really a non-sports person, so I kind of uh, struggled to try to figure out how in the world to write those, write those stories initially. But I ended up being the editor of my high school newspaper there in uh, Peru, Indiana circus capital of the world. The circus used to winter there back, back in the early 1900s. And then from there, I went to Indiana University. I majored in journalism at one of the top journalism schools in the country. And I thought that I was that's what I was going to do. I was going to be a hard-charging newspaper reporter and write stories. And that's commonly what we did for the first few years that I was at Indiana. I blew off my classes and we, uh, <laughs> we wrote stories at our old manual typewriters and, you know, learned how to do that kind of thing. 
But about halfway through my sophomore year in college, I had a life-changing experience. I was sitting there at my manual typewriter trying to get my fingers on the right keys. And, you know, back then, if you made a mistake, you just backed up and X'd out and went on. And um, I kept making mistakes. And I said to myself, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. And this little blonde-haired girl that was sitting next to me said, oh, Terry, don't say that. Because one of these days when you really need Jesus, you'll call out for him and he won't be there. And I thought, what is this? You know, I I go to church when I'm at home. I read the Bible in church when I'm at home. I had uh, I had no idea really about all that. And so she sent me down to a little Christian bookstore just right off the campus. And I bought a book down there called Jesus the Revolutionary. I wondered how in the world Jesus could be a revolutionary. And I... Uh, I took that book back to my dorm room and I read that book and learned about Jesus and uh, basically changed the course of my life. I ended up, instead of being a hard charging uh, journalist, uh, going into linguistics for 10 years. And uh, I have a master's in linguistics, like you said, and worked among the Southwest Kachikel people in Guatemala. I returned to my writing though while I was a part of Wycliffe Bible Translators for 17 years, and I ended up starting to write for magazines. I wrote for a bunch of magazines, and I went to start going to writers' conferences, and I had an editor ask me what kind of ideas I had uh, for children's books. And I was reading children's books to my own kids at that time, and so I pitched my idea, and she told me, that's a really good idea, Terry. Write that up and send that to me. And so you know, I'm one of these people, Christine, that if if an editor says, that's a good idea, write that up and send that to me, I make a little note and I write it up and send it to them. <laughs> and, um, Way to follow through, Terry. Love it. Yeah. And so my first book was published in 1992, this little children's book called When I Grow Up, I Can Go Anywhere for Jesus. And it uh, combined real pictures with a cartoon character and five different occupations to show kids they could go anywhere they wanted to go in their, in their world, their, their kids. They can figure that out as they grow up. But yeah, I've, I've written a lot of stuff over the years, and I'm, I'm kind of a simple guy. I, I go to conferences and pitch my stuff to editors too and uh, listen to their response, and they say, you know, that's a good idea. Write that up and send that to me. And so I make a little note, and I go home, and I write up and send it to them. And it's not that I get published out of that, that I'm the best writer in the room or anything. But I am one of the more persistent, consistent guys that, that you'll meet. So I at least give myself a chance. And, and, you know, now as an editor, I go to conferences and I hear people pitch me stuff and I listen to them and I, and I say, you know, that's a good idea. Write that up and send that to me. And what I've learned out of going to conferences over and over is that probably only 10% of all these people that I meet, maybe I'll, maybe I'll meet 50 people who will pitch me their stuff at a conference, but only, only five of those people will actually send me their stuff. And so that's, that's one of my messages for people there. If, they, if you're going to these things, follow through and send the editor what they're asking for. At least gives yourself a chance of being published. Well, as you were talking, I just wrote down in big letters, I want to make sure that all of you write down the words persistence and consistence, <laughs> because without it, you're never A, going to write a book, and you're probably never going to B, publish a book. So it requires both of those things, and it continues to require persistence and consistence, 
even after the book is published, when you're out there speaking about it and building a business around it and sharing the message and getting Amazon reviews and all the things that, you know, come on the other heels. So those are the two big words that I took away from you, persistence and consistence, because it's just sad that 90% of the people that you say, that's a good idea, write it up and send it to me. Don't. That's shocking. It is shocking. And I, I use that statistic when I speak and hopefully people listen to that and take action, but it's, it's really surprising. I mean, I, I follow up with them. I send them emails. I call them. I do all kinds of things to try to get them to send me their stuff. And only a few of them do. That's just the way it is. Well, but the interesting thing is that may be the case, but yet we are experiencing this massive explosion in the publishing world, you know, especially like in the sort of indie hybrid sort of world, the self-publishing world. Like why, why do you think it's so that we're hearing 90% of people aren't following through, but yet we're experiencing this massive explosion in the growth of the publishing industry? Well, I think part of what's happened is that for years, traditional publishing has had huge gates out there that people have to sort of march through either with an agent or with an acquisitions editor or something to get their book through the system. And now there are really a lot easier ways to get published out there. There were 1.6 million self-published books last year, for example. But the statistic that on the other side of that, that people rarely tell you is that on average during the lifetime of the book, they probably only sell about a hundred to 200 copies because Mm -hmm. sure they may, they may write the book. uh, It may look terrible. It may have a poor cover on it. It may not ever get distributed. I mean, there's lots of, lots of things that can go wrong in that, in that publishing process. And when you're self-publishing, you're doing it all yourself. That's part of the challenge for people when they do that. Absolutely. So in this whole publishing arena, it is quite a complex process. You and I both know that there's a lot that goes into, you know, a manuscript being submitted to a book being published. It is quite complex with a million different pieces and parts. And I mean, my clients, like after we've published their book, they always come back and say, I had no idea (laughs) what goes into actually taking that manuscript and making it a book that's available for sale, you know, all over the place and optimized on Amazon and every, everything that goes into it. What are some of the things that you see that can go wrong that we'd like our listeners to avoid or at least keep an eye out for in this process? Oh, there's just um, <laughs> we could talk numerous, for hours. I'm sure, numerous, but give us the highlights. Uh, things that can go wrong. You know, I will tell you that years ago I was uh, working with the leading African American in Promise Keepers when it was the uh, fastest growing men's movement in America, and we got a uh, we got a six figure advance for that book from a from a publisher in New York, and I had I had an agent and all that kind of stuff, and they they delegated the editing for that book to Zondervan, to an editor of Zondervan. He's no longer there, but I sent my stuff to him and he said uh, his feedback about my material, first part of the book that I sent him was, looks good, bro, keep going. That that was all my feedback I got from this guy. So I thought, man, I must be right on track. So I just cranked out the rest of the manuscript and I sent it to him. 
and I didn't hear anything, which is pretty typical with the a lot of some of these publishers. They don't they don't respond. They don't send you an email. They don't call you back. And so then I I finally got an email from him, and he said, "Oh man," he said, "I thought this was uh, you know black." pastor talks to white America, you know, get their act together thing. And you've got a book that's mostly biographical. And uh, I'm five days away from getting on a plane and flying to New York and showing this to, uh, to the publishing house. And I thought, man, I am in big trouble here with this. And uh, so I, um, I went downstairs uh, in my house and uh, completely rewrote a couple of chapters and sent them off to this editor. Didn't hear anything for a long time. Finally get a call from my litter agent that indeed they were canceling the book. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, my six-figure advance that I had disappeared. But, but it turned out Zondervan wanted to publish the book. And so they published the book for, for half of the advance. Uh, I get in the Christian market, typically they, they do a 50-50. So they send you half when you sign and half when the book gets delivered. So I got half the money from Zondervan, and my agent calls me up and says, says, oh, Terry, um, I got your money. I'm like, good. And he says, but don't spend any of it. And I'm like, don't spend any of it. What are you talking about? He says, well, go back and read your contract. Uh, that book that got canceled uh, also has language in there that if you sign with somebody else, you have to return money. And I'm like, oh, man, mm. Really? And so I held on to the money. I wrote the second half of the book. I got paid the whole advance. Nobody's ever asked for any money back. This was years ago, uh, just so people know. And uh, they published the book. Uh, now, when they published the book, they changed the title from what they published in their catalog, from what they actually put out there into the bookstore. They never showed uh, my author the cover of the book uh, before they published it. It had his picture real big on the cover of the book. And he didn't like that picture at all. He was embarrassed with that. So he would never walk out in a stadium full of men and show them his book or talk about it. So he did no promotion on the book. So after six months, uh, this Zondervan put that book out of print. Now, I have some uh, copies in my basement, but a lot of your listeners may not know this, but when they put a book out of print, they don't put a, those books out on the used market. They destroy those books. Yeah. So uh, I think I have a few copies of it in my basement, but I'm probably the only person that has uh, copies of that. But, you know, that's a, you know, that's not an unusual story <laughs> that I told there about really what happened uh, with, with a book. It didn't, it did not succeed like people wanted it to. I have heard a few horror stories like this. You know, they come out with it, like the title changes and the author doesn't know it. I coached a client. She published with someone else. It was before I reopened my publishing company. They ended up publishing her book in a different language than English, which is what she wrote it in. I've heard from people who have had their books published and they didn't even, they weren't informed by the publisher that the book was actually available. Someone else, like a friend, saw it on Amazon to tell them that it was done. So there are a lot of places where things can go wrong. I've, I don't know if you've seen this, Terry, but I saw someone worked with the publisher that I will not name, um, <laughs> sent them the manuscript, and they sent them back the designed pages. And this person shared, they were working with me on a different book, and they shared with me like, oh, here's my, my interior, here's a book layout. On page one, there were five, not just typos, glaring 
incorrect grammatical errors. Like there had been zero quality control. They just wow. took the they just took what they sent them in a Word document and formatted it without having anyone even look at it or read through it. And I mean, I literally, because their second book was going to be published with us, I didn't want in any way to be associated with the first book. It was a short book. And I paid out of pocket for one of my editors to edit the book with the other publishing company because they were, they were just going to publish it as is. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you need to stop the presses. This is going to be embarrassment if it ever gets out there. So there are a whole lot of complexities and a whole lot of places that things can, there can kind of go wrong. So what are some of the tips that you have to offer for people in how to successfully publish? It takes a lot of responsibility on the part of the author. I know we kind of chatted about that, but what are some of the tips that you would offer? Well, the book that Jack Canfield did several years ago called The Success Principles, uh, where Jack really studied what, what it takes for people to be successful. And I've heard Jack talk about this book. I've actually got a signed copy of this book on my shelf here. Uh, but the fir very first principle in that book uh, is one that most of your listeners probably don't want to do because I didn't want to do it. I know myself. It says that uh, I will take 100% responsibility for my own success. Mm. Now, we would like to push that off to somebody else. We'd like it to be our coach, our publisher, our editor, our agent, our publicist, somebody else other than me. <laughs> but what I would encourage people to do is to really take that to heart and figure out how to take your own responsibility. Because there is much that, like we've talked about, that can go wrong in this process, but there are proactive things that you as an author control and you can do like, like, for example, if you have an email list, uh, that's, that's yours. You control that. You control when it's sent, what it looks like, what's in it, all those kinds of things. Does it take some work to set one up? Yes. Do you have to learn some things in order to do that? Yes. But you as an author should, should be doing that. I mean, people, people talk about building your, your audience or your tribe or your platform or whatever you want to call those things. It's, it's really true. I remember maybe you and I met at this event, uh, Christine, we, I was at mega book marketing university and, uh, in, when was that? Anyway, back, back. Was it like the, 2005, in, 2004, 2003? 2000. Yeah. Somewhere around in there. I was out, out in Los Angeles. Uh, they brought me as a literary agent Back then, I had a little literary agency in Phoenix, and I, I was an inexpensive flight, is the way I look at it, to come from, <laughs> come from Phoenix. <laughs> and I lived LA. in LA at the time, so it was easy for me to go. I think I went to two or two or three of those events, as long as Mark Denham, I was there. Yeah, and I, I sat there with all these people, and I listened to all their, their talks and everything. I took notes and all this thing, and. My aha moment at that experience was I, at that point in my life, I'd, I'd probably written 50 books for traditional publishers. And I was getting all the negative royalty statements that you get. People were paying me advances. And I thought that because the publisher was putting out these books and they were paying me advances for these books, I thought that they were selling the book. Well, that, that wasn't true. You know, I mean, it's, the author that has to drive people into the bookstore to actually buy the book at the end of the day. And I, 
I was totally unaware of that. I was doing nothing. I had a terrywhalen.com website and that's, that's about it. And so, you know, I started, I started a blog. I started uh, developing some products. I started uh, getting out there with some of these things and you know, all that's, all that's kind of turned around. So I, I have an email list now. I have, you know, 200,000 followers on Twitter. I have uh, 18,000 connections on LinkedIn. I have over 1,500 entries in my blog. I mean, there's, there are ways that each of us can take our own responsibility and be doing something to get out there. Absolutely. And it's so, it's so critical. I just want, you know, every now and then when I'm doing these podcasts, I stop and I'm like, I need to put an exclamation mark on that for all of our listeners. So I'm going to do that right now for every single one of you listening. Like you need to hear what Terry just said, even though he was with a traditional publisher, they weren't responsible for promoting and selling the book. And that case is, that's probably true even more so today than it was way back you know, way back then when we first, you know, <laughs> we're talking about 16 years ago, it is your responsibility. So even if you get a traditional contract with Random House or you self-publish and do everything completely on your own, or you publish with my company, or maybe you're going to, you know, pitch Terry and see if you're a fit for Morgan James, however it is that you publish, you are responsible for your marketing. Like no matter what. And for some of you right now, I can feel your heart sinking. So I'm going to ask you to breathe as I say that. Because, and I may, you may have heard me say this before. I know it tell it to my clients all the time. But if the word marketing, sometimes that word itself, it's, it's, to some people feels like it should be a four-letter word, right? Like, ugh, like you get the heebie-jeebies. You need to go take a shower when you talk about marketing. Marketing is a nothing more than being willing to share your message with as many people as you can. So if you like writing, you know, write social media posts that share bits and pieces about your book that help you get more visibility so that when your book does come out, you can, you know, share it with your social media community. If you like me, like to talk, then I, I like to write too, but it's way easier for me to talk than it is for me to write then maybe you want to just start going out to some local service organizations. See if you can book yourself some speaking engagements and invite those people to further engage with you by giving them something for free in exchange for their email and their permission to put them, you know, put them on your list so you can communicate with when, when your book is out. Marketing is just sharing your message. And if you are willing to put the time and energy and in many cases, your own money, your blood, sweat, tears, and financial resources behind your book, you must also be responsible for being willing to share that message in the ways that feel right for you when it comes out. Do not let what Terry said about, yeah, well, they didn't publish like it was up to me. And good thing you were able to go to, you know, all those events that Mark Victor Hansen did in LA and learn. Um, and I think we're both really want to make sure that our authors today understand that that is your responsibility. So, okay. Anything else you want to add to that before I, uh, I want to share a resource with everyone and then I want to come back to you and ask a few more questions, but anything else just on that exclamation mark that I added? Well, I guess I'd just say, Christine, that it is, it is possible and it doesn't have to consume your life. Uh, you can do whatever's reasonable to you. You can take an hour a week. You can take uh, a couple hours a week or half a morning a day or whatever, whatever's going to be good for you. But 
do put in the time into this because there's there's an audience out there for you and for your message. You just have to be connected to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those of you who are maybe, you know, making some headway in the writing, but you're still trying to navigate this whole world of publishing, I actually have a webinar coming up. If you're listening, when, when we release this episode mid-April of 2020, um, you can head over to bookpublishingmasterclass.com. Again, that's Book Publishing Masterclass. It's a free class I've done. Um, I did it in December for the first time, and people were raving about it so much. It's like, oh my gosh, thank you for helping me understand the different ways I can publish and how to know which one might be right for me. I'm doing that again. It's live. It's coming up next week, I think, if you're listening to this live, and you can register at bookpublishingmasterclass.com, where I'll help you demystify what the different paths are and, and which one might be right for you. I'll also be doing some live Q&A, so be sure to join me there. Again, bookpublishingmasterclass.com. But what I'm curious about that I want to go back to for you, Terry, is, I mean, we've covered some ground today with what it is that we've shared with our audience. I feel like we could cover a whole heck of a lot more. Some of the biggest takeaways, I think, being about persistence and consistence, consistency, and just understanding personal responsibility. But are there any other big takeaways you want to make sure? And I want to make sure we share your resource. You've got a free gift for everyone. You've got a book we want them to know about. All of that will be a show notes, but we'll talk about it in just a sec. But any other you know, quick tips and things that you want to make sure that people walk away with knowing so that they do feel more empowered and more confident in succeeding as a published author? Well, I just encourage people to, to automate as much as they can to you know, take advantage of, of free tools that are out there. You know, they're all, they're all over the place. You just have to be aware of those things and be willing to learn, learn how to use those tools to the maximum and in this process. Are there any specific tools, like maybe one tool that you're like, ah, oh, that would be a good one for our listening audience to know about? No, I'm a big Twitter user, obviously. I've been on uh, Twitter for a long time. And people wonder how in the world I tweet so much. And uh, one of the tools that I use is uh, Hootsuite. Uh, there's a free version and there's a paid version. Uh, I'm actually on the paid version now because I have so many posts that uh, I have ahead of time and stuff. But I, I tweet probably 12 to uh, 15 times a day. And Wow. Um, that is a lot, yeah. Terry. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, I I have a system, so it doesn't really consume me like you you'd think that that would. And they've they did a they did a Pew study here in the last couple months. I don't know if you saw it, but they said that probably eighty percent of the uh, consistent tweeters out there, eighty percent of those tweets come from from maybe uh, ten or fifteen percent of the those people that are on Twitter. And of course, our, our president, Trump, would be one of those people. But uh, I think I'm one of those people as well, as far as... <laughs> the old 80-20 somebody... rule again, huh? 80% yeah, of it comes from 20%. <laughs> well, you said 10 to 15, but yeah. yeah you... And for those of you not familiar with HootSuite, um, it's Hoot, H-O-O-T, Suite, S-U-I-T-E.com. It helps you automate, um, obviously, with Terry doing... 12 to 15 uh, <laughs> tweets a day. It helps you automate all of that. So great tip on the automation piece. So necessary, right? This is part of every author needs to take 100% responsibility for their own success that we talked about earlier. No one is going to, well, 
I mean, you could pay and hire someone to write and post your tweets for you, but especially if you're just getting started, like you need to be responsible for that too. I know I hired a social media consultant not too long ago to help me create my plan because social media is one thing that I have not taken responsibility for, but I changed that last month in March. I changed that and now I'm taking responsibility using some of these tools you're talking about and just, you know, really diligent about helping to reach more people with my message. It's not marketing, like I said earlier, it's sharing my message, which, which helps people write really great books and have a really great experience doing it and publish them in a way that works for them. So I encourage you all to take that same responsibility. Let me be your model in, you know, I struggled for 10 years with wanting to get better at social media. It took me a decade, but I'm taking responsibility now. And I encourage you to look at where you need to take more responsibility with your own book. And for some of you, that responsibility is going to be getting on bookpublishingmasterclass.com and signing up to join me and become a more empowered author. And for all of you, it should be going into today's show notes and clicking on the links to get Terry's free resource. He's got a, a fabulous book. I actually have it on my nightstand. Next book I'm going to be reading, 10 Publishing Myths. It's insights every author needs to know to succeed. So you want to take a look at that. But he's also got a free 11th publishing myth that you will definitely want to get your hands on. And again, if you just go over to the show notes, you can see all the links there, both for my book publishing masterclass, for Terry's book and his free 11th publishing myth that you definitely want to know. So yeah, show notes is where all the details are. So thank you so much, Terry, for joining us today. I'm grateful for your time, grateful for you sharing your wisdom, sharing your journey and helping our authors understand a little bit about how to publish successfully. So anything you want to say before we wrap up here and say goodbye? Oh, Christine, I just am very grateful for this. And I know that the work that I do, you know, just stands on what I've learned from other people. And so I would just encourage your listeners just to keep, keep learning, keep growing, keep trying new things and uh, keep at it because that's what I'm going to be doing. Well, that goes back to the persistency and the consistency that you talked about. Keep at it because there's nothing standing between you and your book being published and impacting people's lives in the world except for you just keeping at it until it's done. So great note to end on, Terry. Thank you again for your time. Thank you all for being here. Look forward to sharing the next episode with you. And in the meantime, happy writing, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.